0: for another episode of the cultural hall it is an articles of news episode not a ton of news though i'm sure we'll spend the duration of this episode talking about those things that are ripped from the headlines uh it's me and brother kyle everyone's favorite hello sir
1: really yeah i don't know about everybody you know let's call my ex-wife yeah (laughs)
0: listen she's like hey is that check in the mail you're my favorite (laughs) (laughs)
1: How,
0: how are you doing sir you look good well, thanks. I'm doing okay. It's worth that reminder at this time for people to um, to uh, find themselves into the Patreon group, becoming a Patreon saint, so that they can actually see what you look like and, and see that you're doing okay. I have to tell you that I enjoyed uh, this past Sunday's Kyle side, which you can only get as part of the Patreon group. Uh, the one last week you talked about sort of your conversion story, Um, But just yesterday you talked, you gave some bike advice, which I really appreciate. Robert uh, emailed in contact at the cultural com, and asked you a question about he and his wife getting to biking. So I appreciate what you said there.
1: Yeah. So be a member of the Patreon group. because See, you can ask questions about anything religious or not, just as long as it's something you think I can. If you don't think I can answer it, bring it because I might surprise you.
0: I was uh touchingly surprised uh with your first Kyle side where it talked about your conversion story I equally appreciated what you were doing uh while you <laughs> while you did the Kyle side don't tell people they have to be a part of the patreon group so they don't miss out uh what what has been new for you this week
1: you no know, it's been a, a slow week uh for me in the state here we, we have it, it's been good because we haven't had a lot of moisture mm-hmm uh, which, which is is bad. I know the most hated word. Sure.
0: Well, and 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 such such a a Mormon way of describing rain and or yeah. snow. I know of no other religious groups. The Catholics don't call it moisture. They call no. it rain. They call it snow. No. But for some reason, we call it moisture.
1: Yeah, the heathens pray for snow. We pray for moisture. <laughs> and and it's. <laughs> And I know you've all been praying for it and I've been praying against it. And Mm -hmm. another year of Kyle and things are coming to fruition. Uh, It's going to be bad in the summer because we're not going to have water right uh, in the state of Utah. We're not going to have anything to drink. And I'm okay because part of my New Year's resolution, if you remember, you asked me about it, Mm -hmm. is that I'm using less water this year. Sure. And so as as things work out, it's all coming out roses for Kyle.
0: Now I have again. to. I have to ask you though, because I've seen in YouTube and Facebook videos about these big fat tires where idiots are launching themselves down a snow-covered mountain. Have you ever done any of that
1: kind of biking? I haven't done the fat biking yet. No,
0: I would think. That, um, I would think that, based on your sense of adventure, that would be something that you would want to do. No, not once.
1: I, I would like to, yeah, but it's it's one of those things that that I have so many bikes and only have so much money set aside that i can spend on bikes and Mm. so many people that have to buy bikes for that it's just another one that i can't i can't do right now maybe i'll get one for free some
0: they look cool though big fatty tires and just look like you just chuck yourself off a mountain basically
1: yeah and people ride them on the beach too Mm -hmm. you know in like really sandy areas but and they're they're really cool so i'll have to maybe i'll maybe the the Patreon fund because I know you're saving that up for me. Yeah, because yeah. it's a huge fund. Yes, there's a lot of money in it, there.
0: It's slushy. Dozens it's a slush fund. I'm listen. We're we're investing in GameStop and <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, good geez. Bitcoin. We yeah. got some money yeah. put over in Bitcoin.
0: Tons of money in Bitcoin. That's at not at all where the money from the Patreon goes towards. But that has been just sort of a crazy thing to. To, to watch, uh, and nothing nothing to do with, obviously, the church, but certainly in the news. You got big plans? Are you starting to make your summertime plans?
1: Yeah, I I am uh, mostly training for what's going on and, and scheduling that stuff, and I'll do some travel, a little more traveling this year mm-hmm. again, hopefully through the year, and I'm already starting to put in, I'm still waiting to see when my birthday party will be, which everyone will be invited to. Sure, sure. Uh, But it, it will only be Set up when I know that we can hug because
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I want to hug from you.
0: Yeah. Well, I would hope that you would want some music played by me as well. After and, all, and, I did do your kid's prom.
1: Yeah. So now, yeah. And we talked about this last year. We yep. were going to do it, but yep. then fell apart. But but yeah, so planning that. So lot, lots of things coming for the year of Kyle. Yeah, too.
0: seriously. I know that you're really doubling down on this year of Kyle thing. And listen, it's it's about time. It is. S- you have 60 bad years. It is about time to start getting in on a year of the year of Kyle. Give him the yeah. year of Kyle. You know, we got an email in uh, contact at theculturalhall.com. It's brought to you by the Utah Taste Off. If you guys haven't seen this, the latest like taste off kit that they did is curry. Now, if you live in the state of Utah, what Utah Taste, is, taste Off is, is it's a, an Instagram. It's also got a website. Uh, you can learn more about it. Um, but you follow them and you, you pay a chunk of money depending on what the different you know, taste off is. And then you get to try anywhere between like three and like nine different types of whatever that thing could be. So for these curries, they get these different restaurants uh, or catering places involved. And then you buy this kit and then you can vote or you can just enjoy delicious curry. So they uh, bring all of our, they uh, sponsor all of our emails here for the cultural hall.
2: Mm, I love curry.
0: This email comes from Abby, Abby Turner, to be exact, uh, says, I'm a faithful listener to the show, and I thought uh, I had something to share. We're in the Air Force, and I teach yoga, and we just completed our first military deployment. Uh, She goes on to say, I've developed a yoga program specifically for deployed spouses to help with the roller coaster of emotions we go through. And then I kept reading and I went, oh, you know what? We should make this a future episode of The Cultural Hall. So Abby, she sent an email, contact at theculturalhall.com. If you have um, great suggestions for segments, or maybe you are a, a great suggestion for an episode of The Cultural Hall. Would love to hear from you and I'm glad to be able to connect with Abby. When we tried to do the show once from uh, Las Vegas, uh, Abby came out and we talked to her there. I can't even remember if we did the interview off the top of my head. I'll have to look. Maybe I'll leave a link for it in the show notes if we did. I just remember we tried to record something down in Las Vegas when she was down there. So Abby, yes, I'm coming for you. If you guys have suggestions, maybe you're reading a great book uh, from someone, uh, you can send us an email, contact at theculturalhall.com and say, hey, you get this author on, or I want to know more about whatever this topic is. I'd love to help that out. Uh, You know, we make the big push. I released that middle of the week episode uh, as we're pushing towards 500 episodes, Brother Kyle, uh, the big 500th celebration. Uh, I'll tell tell you that uh, 499, you want to know what episode 499 is? What? Richard Bushman. Famed, oh, really? Famed historian and author of Rough Stone Rolling. He will be episode 499. We got a lot of great stuff in store. Uh, one of those things that we've been talking about, though, with um, the 500th episode is that we really would like you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get to 300 reviews uh, on our Apple Podcast account. There are three new reviews, Brother Kyle, and this first one is from Loving Arizona. It says, thanks for a mostly lighthearted review of what's going on in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Love the banter and the interviews. The subjects are not always deep doctrine. It's a good expose on how the church mixes with the rest of the world. I guess I had never considered us to be an expose, but uh, thank you, that from uh, Loving Arizona. This one from uh, B-Tax Austin." Uh, Says, uh, church has not been a great experience for me for the past one to two years. Finding the cultural hall has definitely lifted my spirits and brings a more positive church influence into my routine. Really appreciate the thoughtful discussions around politics and perspective. Seems like so many folks are so used to the conservative monolith in the church, they can't even handle hearing a different perspective. Well done, and congrats on 500 episodes. Well, we're not there yet, but pretty close so thank you and then finally this is review number 297 so if you want to get in and leave a review for the cultural hall uh be sure to do it this is from cowgirl alice jane says i am so happy i found you this year i'm working backwards or jumping around to catch up on some of your previous podcasts and i would say alice shows available in podcast form and also that you can go back now 300 episodes worth of the cultural hall and be able to get caught up you want to know why we don't talk about miracles with brother kyle you can find it there uh you want to hear about the introduction of jenaymanite well that's more than 300 episodes ago too late too bad but there's tons of history countless hours in fact i think i added it up it's like 10 days of my life that you can listen to Uh, via your Apple podcast app. If you want to check that out, that's where you can get the 300 episodes. You can find us online at theculturalhall.com. But please, as we make our way towards those 300 reviews, take a second, give a review for the show. Why don't you go on, do it. So there you go. Uh, Whether you're emailing us, contact at theculturalhall.com or you're leaving the review on Apple podcasts, uh, I would hope that you would do it. Now, Brother Kyle, let me tell you about this. I'm starting to plan out my vacations for the summer. Yeah. And 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 because we're in a, a global pandemic, I in 2020, I sort of hunkered down. Right. Normally, I would go anywhere between like two and four different destinations within the year which people are like, wow, how is he able to do that? Now, mind you, sometimes like one of them is like the only place that I went last year really was I went and visited my mom up in Washington. She has a home. We sort of potted together. It was safe. We stayed away from everybody on the island, et cetera, et cetera, right? We also went and spent one night down in southern Utah and just took naps in a different location. That's all we needed to have that vacation. But for this year, I've been thinking about like safe Pandemically minded vacations. Are you ready for this? Okay. Go into Louisiana. Okay. That's where my wife is from. Her father bought a new home, and you know how, like in our wards, we ask uh, people to help us move. Well, people that don't have wards, they have to fly people in from different states to help them move. Sweet. So I'm yeah. gonna go work for a week at my wife's father's home in Louisiana going to eat some delicious food and kind of hang out there. I've only spent minimal amounts of time in Louisiana, so I get to meet a lot of in-laws. You know, I get to go hang out with her grandma, who's still around. I've only met her one time. So super excited about doing some family time. That's one. Second vacation, I'm going to a dude ranch.
1: Oh, that's sweet.
0: (laughs) Where's the dude ranch at? It's it's in Colorado. It's at the base of the Rocky Mountain National Park, and uh, it's... It's like sleep under the stars with your knapsack, ride wow. ride a horse. I got to get a New York Mets hat uh, so that right. I can so that I, I can tell you. everybody about Curly. my so I can tell everybody about my one thing. And then you'll ask me what's your one thing, and I'll say I can't tell you. I'm gonna train the cows how to program the VCR to record one thing while I'm watching something entirely different. That's my favorite part of that movie. But I'm going to a dude ranch. I've always wanted to go to a dude ranch.
1: I would love that. How long is it?
0: It's a week, a week long smack in the middle of summer. So it should just be nice and blistery hot during the day and, you know, cool ish temperatures at night. But going to do that, and I feel like that can always happen because I'm not hanging out around a lot of other people. It'll be outdoors. It's in the middle of the summer. So for everyone who's ready to contact at theculturalhall.com and send some shame, listen, I need a break. I'm considering all of these things, and I'll be safe. Plus, we've had it, and maybe even by June, be able to be vaccinated. By them. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. Uh, and then finally... In uh, October, when my wife and I got married a couple of years ago, uh, we did a tour of the northeastern states, flew into Maine, and then we thought that all of the states were super close, like people talk about how they're super close. And we ended up spending most of our time in the car driving to our next hotel because I planned in too much. We're going to go take a, a breather and do Maine, Vermont, and upstate New York, including the Hill Camora in October. Mm. yeah so so looking forward to that uh and,
1: and what what was i saw on on facebook and i i got a better look at it this morning you posted a picture of a slab of meat at yeah. first i thought like a steak no it's like no it's this a, big yeah it, it looked like it's a most of a cow
0: yeah it's it's 15 pounds of brisket brother kyle
1: I saw the price tag on it, and I thought, "Whoa, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of meat there."
0: Yeah. Now, normally brisket's like five, six bucks, uh, but one of the uh, the local stores has brisket for two dollars a pound. So all of us smoker, you know, and I don't mean cigarette smoker, I mean like Traeger smoker buddies. Hey, there's a deal on brisket. Get her done. You have to say stuff like that. So, so that's, uh, yeah, that's my goal. That's my life goal. 14 pounds of beef brisket, it ends up cooking down quite a bit. It's a lot of fat, I think, so we'll see. Yeah. I've never done it before. It'll take up the entirety of my barbecue grill. There's a lot of like special ways you have to do it. You have to wrap it and all of these things, low and slow. You yeah, do the rub. Yeah, oh yeah, you have to rub it. Yep. My wife for Christmas got me an apron that says, I rub my meat before I stick it in, which I think uh. is truly inappropriate. But, but she, in her sort of not naive way, but sort of coy way, is like, "Cause you like cooking meat on your Traeger, get it?"
1: <laughs> she had to explain it to you, yeah, because you didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, no,
0: I didn't what, get it. This
1: is You're, terrible. What? Oh, what, oh. <laughs> my barbecue. Oh,
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of going on, and and I'll be completely honest, because I hope that people don't hear that and go, "Oh man, well must be nice, Richie. Must be nice." Most of those uh, are significantly either reduced or being paid for by other people. They've sort of invited us to be a part of familial trips to go and do that. those trips. Yeah.
1: Well, it didn't sound like, it sounded very normal to me. You're going one for a family thing to help somebody. Yeah. And and you get to stay. So that's pretty cheap. Yep. And it seemed like there was, you know, one or two trips that are, which everybody should get a couple trips a year to go and enjoy.
0: Yeah, and and really for me, it is just getting away because I have to work a ton to get out of town because of all the yeah. episodes that we publish here. Uh, if you're not, by the way, subscribe to the cultural hall, please do. So a lot of great episodes dropping all the time, but like to get everything done here, to get everything done with my day job, with the Lisa show, to get everything done with all the clients that I work with with podcasts and to find a time when there's not, you know, DJ events going on. I have to plan them out and I have to plan them just months in advance. Months, months in yeah. advance. So. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, are you? I meant to ask you this: Are these competitive uh, events like your Ironmans and and marathons? Are is that space opened up again for folks? You mentioned you were training. Are those things actually going to occur? Because I know they talked about the Olympics being like, well, I'm not so sure. And Tokyo's like, we're over it. And the IOC is like, we will have Olympics if you, you know, so help yeah. us.
1: And it's the same thing for us. My first big event is actually the first of May in Southern Utah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a half Ironman, which I've done before with Janaemonite,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they've got it planned. In fact, it it sold. This one has never sold out because it is the most difficult course mm-hmm. in a half Ironman in the world, and so people are a little like, uh, I don't know if I want to do it. But it's the North American Championships. And people are anxious to get out. And the thing sold out and uh, months ago, hmm. like immediately. Hmm. And it, it's they, they're not even waffling on it. They're saying it's going off. And Then my next big one will be a full Ironman in Coeur d'Alene at the end of June, which hopefully things will be good by then. It's Coeur d'Alene. It's Idaho. So I, I think that one will go off. But I'm seeing all the others that they're for, they're not till summer and late summer, hmm. but they're allegedly happening.
0: Well, cool. Good. I hope that the, I hope that they do if people can be safe. I yeah, hope that we can return to that level of, you know, enjoyment with things if people can be safe. And I would imagine what they could. Could they do like a wave start in an Ironman? Could you do something like that?
1: That's what they're doing like for the swim. In fact, they did it uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago at their one in St. George. Basically, a line of people, and then every 10 seconds, somebody else goes in the water or yeah. every five seconds.
0: Yeah, so they just stretch it out a little bit more, and maybe it makes for a longer day, but then people can, if they're really worried about people being separate, they can you know, have that separation with folks. Because it's all outdoors. It not that, yeah, that, not that, that that precludes us from the virus, but that certainly is right. a different scenario than if you were running it on a treadmill next to your buddy.
1: Yeah. And, and and I actually like the wave start better because nothing worse than lined up with, you know, 100 or 120 yahoos and you begin swimming at the same time and you're being kicked and you're punching, <laughs> literally, you're punching and scrawling and fighting as you for the first, you know, quarter mile of the swim.
0: That sounds and awful. I hate it. That sounds it's, it's awful. Terrible.
1: Awful. And that's the way you begin your 12 hour day.
0: There it is. And isn't that sort of metaphorical as to how we all begin our 12 hour days let's take a break when we come back in the second block we'll do actual articles of news and coming up in the third block of today's episode we're going to be visiting with jason ayu who is a recruiter for byu football talking about uh, the recruiting process down there for the big team it's the big team that's coming up in the third block let's take a break and do articles of news We travel down to the COVID penitentiary in Texas. That's right. They they got they got the COVID. Uh, the the wilds. Not technically all like eleven of you. Just you and uh, and your sweet wife, right, Russ?
3: We're the only ones that tested positive. Although we think we got it from the the first grader when we finally decided to test her because she never showed any symptoms. Her test came back negative, as did uh, as have all our kids' tests. Which really complicates things for school, but you know that's another story.
0: <laughs> well, they just don't go; they just stay <laughs> home with sick mom and dad. That's how that
3: is. No, they were. There was literally one point where the, the nurse told us they're like, "Oh, you gotta. You can get them tested, and if they test positive, that's good because then they can." They can come back and blah, blah, blah. And then they don't ever have to get quarantined again. And I was like, okay, cool. So we got them tested. And they're like, oh, yeah, it turns out that now that they're negative, they can't come back till March. What? <laughs> and I'm like, so wait, if I test, if we get tested on Monday, meaning in the future, we test everybody in our family is negative. Can they come back? No. So that's that's honestly the biggest downfall of having covid so far so yeah yeah for you
0: personally there are certainly have been people who've gone to the hospital and all that but what this has afforded you and the rest of the wild family is lots of time to watch living scriptures so i would be curious i asked you to prepare a top five list of covid consumed material from living scriptures without any further ado number five
3: Uh, I'm going to start at number five, line upon line. That's uh, the Living Scriptures, their their new DNC, come follow me stuff. Uh, You're still early enough in the year that you can binge and feel all caught up on where we are at come follow me. I like it. I like the way they present it. It's short eight minutes or so videos about gives you the feel that you've studied for the week. Okay. Um, My number three and four selections, they're going to fit into the category of putting on a movie you've seen before. 'Cause you don't really want to focus. Just, you know, okay. I, I saw that once. I think I like that. I'll just put that on. And that's uh where I put Saints and Soldiers, which it's a classic. I would I almost wanted to put Saratov approach in there, but I couldn't do Saratov approaches too much, mm-hmm. focusing at the time. So but that's Saints and Soldiers. And number three, the Cokeville Miracle. Have you seen the Cokeville Miracle?
0: Sure. T C Christensen had him in the cultural hall to talk about it previous episode.
3: Nice. Uh, number two, I- I'm going to be honest, we didn't finish this. I'm going to put this in the category of a thing that you're like, oh, let's just put this on. It'll be mindless. But then like, oh, this is better than we thought. We need to watch this when we can focus a little bit better. It's Heart of Africa. Oh, yeah. About-
0: yes. We actually spoke with the directors here. And unfortunately, this came out, I think, right as COVID was yeah, was it, crushing. It
3: was- and- yeah. And uh, it was the first film produced in the Congo that was released here in the United States. We thought it was gonna be like uh we didn't know, sorry, if we didn't know what it was before we we turned it on. We honestly were thinking it's gonna be like like God's army with an extra layer of cheese on top. So we were expecting just like campy church movie. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this is a real movie.
0: Yeah. And gorgeously shot as you indicated, you know.
3: In completely produced in the Congo and not in English. So there was a level of having to read didn't really go over very well with the headache that I have. (laughs) So, so wait, uh,
0: so so wait, then let me give you the drum roll on my chest as we count the number one consumed uh, piece of content material from living scriptures. You can get the app. You can get this content by uh, going to the cultural (laughs) hall.com. And uh, you can, you can get a free first month of all this Please. Number one.
3: Latter-day kids. I haven't heard of this. What is this? I haven't heard of Latter-day kids? No. My family are big fans of Latter-day kids. It's a YouTube channel that has just tons of, I don't know, two to ten minute short, gospel principled stories about, pick a topic, any topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've watched them for a long time. They've recently uh, shown up on the Living Scriptures app. And my kids love them. They're little cartoons about whatever. And, you know, they're family home evening lessons. They're, uh, hey, kid, dad doesn't want to move anymore. You just go watch that. <laughs> and So, you know, the four of them will fight over which which story they want to watch next. And, uh, yeah, so that's what they've been doing. But Latter-day Kids is a lot of fun. You should check them out. They're great little cartoons.
0: Okay. Well, I will do that. And I recommend that everyone listening do that. Uh, it does help us if you uh, are if you go and you want to get that free month of Living Scriptures. That's le- that lets them know. Hey, I heard about it from the Cultural Hall. Make sure you use the link that we have in the show notes. It'll say free month of Living Scriptures. Click on that, Russ. Go back to bed. Okay. We we yeah. just get yourself some Tylenol, some Gatorade, and I'll see you in a month. Perfect. Here in the second half of uh, the Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. So I'm going to ask very kindly, won't you please hit it, Peter? You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. It is a light week for news. I'm not sure if if you saw and or felt that. But you know, like when one of the top stories, and I'm air quoting top stories, is about three um, of the apostles that are going to host the Temple and Family History Leadership Instruction Conference. Like, you know, if that's one of your top stories, that it's perhaps a little bit of a light week. This will happen on the 25th of February. Uh, It's Elder Bednar, Elder Stevenson, and Elder Rendland. Um, they are going to be a part of the family and temple history leadership instruction. It'll be on demand. They're going to teach um, the stake and ward councils, bishoprics and branch presidencies, elders, Quorum and relief society presidencies, uh, the young men and presidency, ward mission leader and missionaries, ward temple and family history leaders and young women uh, and Aaronic priesthood presidencies about how to uh, better incorporate the temple and family history within our worship it seems pretty cool they say they promise as you are engaged in the work of salvation you will be safeguarded you will be guided you will be protected what you learn about receiving revelation to help in this work will bless you in magnificent ways so i thought that was kind of a cool story you have a, a super downer story out of haiti
1: uh, yeah, there was uh, a Haitian missionary died uh, this past Wednesday while serving his mission. His name is uh, huge. It's Saint Louis uh Dortliaus, which I don't know if I pronounced his last name right. He was admitted to the hospital the day before with some health complications. It doesn't say what, uh, and then he died the next day. Um, he was in the Haiti Port uh, Port-au-Prince mission. Uh, now, when he passed away,
0: was he from Was he from Haiti? He was a Haitian okay. missionary, yeah. Yeah, so from, from Haiti, serving in his home country. And it didn't say whether or not it was COVID-related, but definitely... It,
1: it didn't, and it didn't say what type of mission. Uh, his. He was age 24, okay. I would assume, uh, a, a proselytizing-type mission. But uh, you never know, sometimes when they're in their home country, you could have been some type of service
2: mission. Sure,
0: by. sure. And and like we have predicted, uh, and as as I truly think maybe we'll see it even in this April... To start to see more service missionaries called, right? Still the same duration, yeah. but the young folk being able to be called to serve in service missions. Uh, you know, this time of year is typically the Sundance Film Festival. And uh, there is a film that is themed around a Latter-day Saint mission that is in the Shorts program um, oh, yeah. in the Sundance Film Festival. There is a link at the show notes at this episode. Now, here's the deal. If you want to watch the Shorts from the Sundance Film Festival, it costs 25 bucks. So just know that, that you won't be able to see that without paying the $25 ticket price. But this is about the touch of the master's hand, is what the film is called. Uh, growing up in Chicago, raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Gregory Barnes remembers watching a lot of inspirational VHS tapes. One that stuck in his, rem- in his memory was one titled Godly Sorrow Leads to Repentance, in which a young couple are preparing to marry, but the road to the altar is interrupted... When the bride-to-be confesses a transgression to her bishop, one for which she must repent. And the thing which is which is interesting about this is Aaron Eckert, the famous actor, he's actually one of the, I think he is the groom-to-be in this particular BYU film because he was raised in the church uh, and went to BYU. People probably know most notably know him as Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Barnes then said was inspired to make his own version of such a movie. And the result is the 12-minute comic short, The Touch of the Master's Hand. So you can see this for the next about week or so. The link is in the show notes. Uh, We're going to try and get Director Greg Barnes here into the Cultural Hall to talk about that for next week's Articles of News. What do you got, Brother Kyle?
1: Uh, so Utah, where we are right now, is a, a formed uh, by Mormons and is—sorry to use that term, Mormons— but. And has been largely LDS, but it's been increasingly changing, especially with other religious sects, Catholics, Protestants, Muslims, Jews, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So Salt Lake County has the most diverse one last year, according to the church data. uh, So our own data, Latter-day Saints living in Utah, mostly uh, populist counties slipped from 46.89% in Salt Lake County to it fell by 5734 um, so, uh, and now I don't see the rest of the numbers on this. I, I just lost that, but it's down, uh, oh, it's down from 63% in 2014. So in six years, it's come down about 15%. Yeah. A lot of people,
0: far... mo- a lot of people moving in from other places where the church is not necessarily a stronghold. And, and so here in Salt Lake County, it is starting to become though still a majority members of the church becoming you know, a, a minority, if you will, in the statistics.
1: Yeah. Yep. Now, now, less than half of what it was. One thing to note, though, the Utah legislature mm-hmm. is still 86 percent Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Which has not changed. Yeah. During yeah. that time.
0: Nine out of almost every ten, almost nine out of every ten legislators for the state of Utah are members of the church, and that's both parties. Yeah. Which is which is pretty surprising. You know, you talk about uh, Utah, you talk about Salt Lake, you certainly think of members of the church. But when you think of Las Vegas, what do you think of? Not necessarily. Uh,
1: no, Sin City.
0: <laughs> I think about what uh, what what happened there and then stayed there. That's what I keep thinking about, that all these things happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a great article, link in the show notes, uh, that talks about the LDS impact in Las Vegas. Well, for example, did you know that there are 105,000 members of the church in the Las Vegas Valley? Did you know that? Didn't know that. Yep. I, I am going to point to the outfield and say this, in the next year there will be a second Las Vegas temple. Maybe it'll be in mm. Henderson or somewhere else uh, there in the Las Vegas Valley, but they will get a second temple.
1: Did you just say Las Vegas? Yeah,
0: because then they can okay. be found.
1: Uh, I knew there the was a, a fairly big LDS population. 105,000 is a lot Vegas for area.
0: one temple if you consider, yeah. you know, think about that. That certainly, we would not stand for that here in the state of Utah. Thank you very much. Uh, A quote from that article about Las Vegas. It says, you cannot say that Las Vegas would be anywhere near what it is today without the tremendous influence of some very dedicated, dedicated people who happen to be Mormon in faith and practice. I don't think there's an area of Las Vegas life that has not been touched by the LDS faith participating and organizing in the community, focus on public education, values that are so important to a community. If you're going to put down roots, I think the greatest contribution is stability. To have members of the community that are stabilizing influencers can't be overstated. It's so important. It's a great article. I've also reached out to the author of that. He's done a bunch of study about Vegas itself. I thought it might be kind of fun to do a Vegas deep dive with the church. So that may in fact be a upcoming interesting episode of the cultural hall
1: what else do you got so ken jennings is I, I would dare say one of the most popular members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints very well known because he was the most winning jeopardy champion of all time
0: mm-hmm.
1: in in money and appearances on the show now, Usually popular. now
0: now hang on one of those is not true and i can't remember which it is i think that someone was on more than he was or maybe that's the record he holds but someone else won more money there, there's another mm-hmm. guy who takes one of those titles from him.
1: But not near as popular. Yeah,
0: well no, sure. Because, sure. And not a member Ken, of the church.
1: Yeah. And Ken's become so popular. He's been hosting so uh I think most everybody knows uh the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, uh, actually just passed away. Mm-hmm. His last shows of the his last shows were huge, um, averaging over eleven million viewers. Wow. And so it, it's a hard act to follow, but Ken Jennings has been just temporarily taking over as host for it. Uh, his his ratings have actually been good. They dropped by 6%. They were like 10.3 million, mm-hmm. which is still enormous. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, and, and that's a great accomplishment to hold that many people on that show following Alex Trebek. And and they've been saying that the executives that his ratings have been great. And he's he was a little rough at first, but re- really quickly took to it and has done a great job They haven't decided yet who the final host would be. So here's who he's up against to be possibly the final host. Okay. Upcoming host will be Katie Couric.
0: Okay. So that's not at all the same.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. NFL star. Sure. uh, 60 Minutes correspondent, Bill Whitaker. Okay. And then Big Bang Theory actress, Mayim Bialik. Blossom? Yes. So mm. a, a huge range of people yeah. uh, that yeah. that he's thrown in there with, sure, which I think is very interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, I could, I, I can understand because Maya Bialik has a doctorate; she's like a brain surgeon or something like that. In addition to having her show Blossom, and then of course, you know, Big Bang Theory, and now the new one that will go away in a season because no one's watching it. I could, I could do that. I could handle Blossom, but I think Ken's attachment to the show, I think, makes it for a more interesting story. Yeah. But good for him. I mean, he's not an actor or a, you know, a nightly news host like all of the rest of those people.
1: No, he was just a regular guy that was a smarty pants that did well on the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, Are you on TikTok, brother Kyle?
1: I'm not. Should
0: I be? No. Stay out of trouble and don't get on TikTok, please. Uh, TikTok, though, is obsessed, obsessed with Utah's dirty soda drinks. Really? you, you, You don't drink soda at all, do you, brother Kyle?
1: Nope. I I, don't even get me started on this whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, it to which this article, this is by the way, in the Yahoo sports page for some reason, link at the, in the show notes uh, for this episode, but they talk about how all these dirty sodas, they call them alcohol-free mocktails, mixing soda, fruit juice and flavors together. And, um, you know, one that's popular is Swig, one that's popular is So Delicious. There's like Quench and Thirst and all these kind of one one name titles that people get. One of the big uh, appeals to it is things like their creative names like Guava Have It or Jolly Elf or Unlucky Ducky. But I appreciated that different commenters on this whole thing uh, talked about that uh, these soda shops... Uh, And the uniqueness of Utah are like, for example, it's popular because no one there can drink alcohol or coffee, said one user. Another one said, that's like a Mormon Starbucks, which I appreciated. In fact, I'm looking into the copyright of Mormon Starbucks to see if I can get away with it. I'm not sure. And then someone else probably who comes from your camp says, it baffles me how Mormons replace coffee with nine dirty sodas a day which yeah. I, which I just appreciated. We only got a couple more minutes left, Brother Kyle, what do you have?
1: Uh maybe one last one that I've got here. So FSY mm-hmm. which which used to be something similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh for the strength of youth, the conference uh has now been delayed again until 2022. Apostle Russell Ballard uh has been instructing uh local leaders to to stage ward stake youth conferences this year along with uh you know, depending on the area on what they can do, but, but more a Zoom and uh, very small gatherings, maybe later in the summer where they're permitted, depending mm-hmm. on the ward. But, the, but the, I, I was kind of surprised that the FSY has been put off a, another year until 2022, not a gathering for 2021.
0: You just have to say, out of an abundance of caution. That's how my ward couches it. We've not yet. We had church in person one time. Out of an abundance of caution... Right. We're going to continue to not do this. Uh, do you Are you on Instagram, Brother Kyle? I'm sorry that I'm I checking am, yeah. in all your, your things. Do you follow the account Humans
1: of New York? I don't, but I, I sometimes see those, yeah.
0: They are wholly inspirational. If you just want a, a great place to you know to kind of feel good, uh, inspirational stories. Uh, this last week, they featured Ashley Evanson, who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She's an author and an illustrator. Um, she had an incredible story. Uh, you can find that. There's a link to it in Humans of New York uh, in our show notes. Um, but but read her story. I'm not actually going to tell her story except to say that it's with her and her dad. So get ready to cry a bunch. But she seems like an amazing person. The Humans of New York uh, feed shared her story and hopefully uh, a future guest here of the cultural hall so we can be able to hear her tell that story herself but uh maybe maybe uh an invitation for you to uh, go check out that feed and be inspired there's some pretty amazing things other things kind of in rounding stuff up If you haven't listened to the uh, priesthood restored, the Joseph Smith papers project podcast that they launched just a couple weeks ago that we had um, Spencer in on talking about, you should check that out. If you're not listening to the church news podcast, they do an episode once a week and it's usually like with an apostle or the, the presiding bishop of the church or something like that. That's really great. Uh, They do a great job over there. You should check it out. And, uh, also, spend a little time with us on our social media, won't you please? It's at the cultural hall, wherever you social media lies. We don't, we don't have a TikTok because we just better not. We just better not do that. We're, we're not on Clubhouse yet because I'm an Android user. That's why we're not on Clubhouse, everyone, because it's only for Apple and I don't have an Apple.
1: Never even heard of it. Are we on GameStop?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Can you pay for Patreon with Bitcoin? Yes. If you want to sign over your Bitcoin or your GameStop to be a part of the Patreon group, you bet. You can do that without question. Uh, As always, you can get in contact with us. Contact at theculturalhall.com. Brother Kyle, thanks for sharing the news with me.
1: Welcome. Good to see everybody.
2: Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Friends, I know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home. So here's some tips for making sure your computer is ready for working at home, because if your computer fails, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply in parts. But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware-free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware, plus scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years and we've got your back during these times in need. We're all in this together. So just go to PCLaptops.com and we'll get you taken care of.
3: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com.
0: Because of modern technology, I'm able to be joined with Jason Ayu, who is driving right now. Everything is okay with his dog. He just had to drop it off. It's Everything is fine. Uh, sir, I'm so excited to be able to talk to you um, because I just have to tell you from the very onset of this, I am very impressed by you. If you don't know who Jason is, he is the executive of recruiting and player personnel uh, for BYU uh, for the football team at BYU. I welcome you into the cultural hall. Thank you for being here, sir.
4: Hey, it's a pleasure and it's an honor. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Now I need to I need to just ask you, let's just get right out of the gate. What is it like to be the recruiting executive for for BYU? That seems like that would be the hardest but maybe most satisfying job ever.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredibly challenging. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough deal. I mean, you're building the future of the program, you know, and you got to build it. You got to help build it, find the right guys that, A, can uh, compete athletically on the football field, mm-hmm. and, B, fit into the culture um, that's at BYU, you know, with character, integrity. You know, like I said, my operative word for young men is strive. They have to be able to strive on the field and off the field, in the classroom, in their social life, just trying to be the very best that they possibly can be and and represent well. And so when we're looking throughout the country, you know, these young men have different aspirations, different dreams. You know, they all want to succeed and and play and compete. Um, We're asking them to do more than just be a football player. We're asking them to be – you know there's a there's a big mantle that they got to carry they got to be willing to carry to rep the wine and wear the wine on our helmet and that's what we're asking
0: yeah you know one of the things i mean i'll i'll, I'll put words to it that i guess you know maybe you would you would stray away from or, or maybe you wouldn't but the the honor code at BYU that is a that is a strict uh i mean it has its values and all that thing and so i'm not coming after it but it is a strict thing for an individual to to lead especially uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old uh, man or, or, or woman, do you find that that is the toughest road to hoe as you're trying to recruit people?
4: You know what? what's so funny is that the way I look at the honor code, it's just an, oh, an extension of your parents' code, right? So most young men are probably not drinking and having premarital relations in their home during high school or that's not, if they are, that's probably not something that their parents want them to be doing. Right. And so we're asking them to do that extended period of time, you know, uh, in college. So for me, I'm a big believer in the honor code. I think it's something that's very unique and very special to BYU. And if we get away with it or like even with the facial grooming, mm-hmm. I just think it lessens who we are or we become more like everybody else. And I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm okay with that code of, of living. And like I said, the operative word is strive. You don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect. And we understand these young men in high school, when they come to college, you know, they have these dreams of what college life is going to be. They've seen all the, you know, what other schools are doing and, and it's fun and it's parties and it's all that. Well, we just do that a little bit differently at BYU.
0: Yeah. You
4: know, and you can still have a lot of fun. It's just, what one for of summit things- is definitely a challenge though.
0: Yeah, one of the things that really impressed me and why I wanted to talk with you, and and so I appreciate you even taking the time. I know I have tried in the past to talk to other people within uh, BYU BYU Athletics, and and it can be kind of difficult, is I was impressed that when you were asked or tasked to do this job, you said, well, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it my way. Can you tell me what you mean by that?
4: Yeah, I think, you know, football is uh, a very competitive sport. And you have uh, a lot of strong egos and, uh, you know, and for me to do the job properly and to do it with, I don't see it as a job. I don't see me working at BYU as work. If it ever becomes a job or work, then it, then I need to find another job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I'm very passionate about BYU football and uh, I'm very, I'm, I, I'm just as strong-minded and, and uh, just that much pride as everybody else. But when you have a bunch of dogs in the room, you know what I mean? There can only be one dog that's running or at least leading the ship on recruiting. And I had, for me to do it, I had to do it my way. Mm-hmm. And they agreed. And I've, I've talked to the coaches. i told Kalani and I've told all the coaches, hey, if I'm not the right guy that, that, you, that, that fits that for you, if I'm coming off too hard or stubborn or whatever, then... By all means, please, I didn't come to BYU to be the recruiting guy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my initial deal. But if you're asking me to do it, then I got to do it my way. And I need to have autonomy to be able to put my vision in place for what I think, what I feel uh, is the best way to bring young men to uh, to BYU.
0: And, and some of what I've observed just from sort of the sidelines, if you'll forgive the horrible uh, football pun, uh, but you know, from, from watching what you're doing, a lot of that has kind of involved like these, the social media channels and, and and getting that on board. Talk about why that's important and what kind of impact that's making.
4: Well, it's even more so nowadays, right? With COVID and pandemic, the NCAA issued a, uh, a dead period, which basically means that no recruits can come to campus and no uh, no none of our coaches can go see the recruits. And so that was in place since last March. It's almost been a, a whole year. Wow. And it's going, to be, it's going to continue on until April 15th. And, uh, and so we had to find other ways. Social media is a great way to do it. We had to share our message, who we are, what we are. And I would love for young men to come to campus and for being able to sit across my desk or show them the campus and have them feel what BYU is all about. You can't do it. I don't care what, how great your videos are or how great your graphics are. You can't give the full essence of BYU. Uh, but that's the best that we had. You know, and we're going to continue to make that play and make that push. And for me, I, have, I always try to check all the boxes. So for a recruit, I always fall under my own re- experience with my own son, mm-hmm. with Chaz. Yeah. And I have four years of that. And so I went to, trust me, my son, Chaz is my only son. And so I had the opportunity to go through all his recruitment. I went to every university. I, I, I've seen, I've opened every letter of mail. <laughs> you know, I've talked to every coach. I've seen it all you know what I mean? Four years worth. And I've seen what the pictures are. I've seen what they've done. I've seen the the great things that they show about their university. And, you know, sometimes it's very easy. Okay. They have this, we got to show this. We got to have this, we got to show this. And you do, you still got to show that you compete, but at the same time, there's a whole other element at BYU that you can't find anywhere else, you know? And, that's what we try to, to show and try to explain. But, yeah, that was the big thing, trying to get more social media impressions. This generation is all about social media. So if you're not in there, if you're not in the game, you're going to be quickly forgotten. You know, And so I'm grateful and blessed that we have a, a, an incredible team, even though it's a very short-handed team. Mm-hmm. We have an incredible team that works long hours to try to produce these things for our program.
0: One of the things that I was most amazed about with this last football season is that you guys had a football season, right? It seems yes. like it seems like you guys came together and and you know, it's Tuesday and we're like who are we playing on Saturday? Are we going to, you know, are we having a game? What was the secret to being able to keep the team unified for that individual purpose? of being able to play because if they had wanted to do their own individual thing, then they get infected with COVID, then they bring it back to the team game over seasons done. How did you inspire kids who would probably more likely to be, you know, individuals to really adapt and accept that, that team mindset?
4: Yeah, for sure. You know, when, when something is taken away from you, you know, all of a sudden you take, you know, you realize how much you miss it and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get it back. And we had great communication between our athletic department with Tom Homo, with Kalani. And they came out really early saying, hey, we are fighting for you to play. We're going to fight and find a way to play. And it was discouraging when all of a sudden these teams started canceling out on us and postponing and we were still grinding. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't stop. We, We just had faith that they would come through and pull through for us and and it did, man. And it was such a blessing. We had to rally together. I mean, and say, hey, if we're gonna do this, we all got to make personal sacrifices, hmm. you know. And that's what we did. Yeah, we just found a way. And we had we had an incredible medical team that was that wanted to fight for us as well, and find ways and be creative and make sure we hit all the all the requirements, the COVID protocols, and did all that just to help have our guys play. And it was a blessing, man. It was a incredible blessing.
0: Well, and I think it's a, a, I mean, you speak to the blessing of just the team coming together, but also the amount of notoriety and national publications talking about BYU this last year because you guys were playing football. It was cool from a fan's perspective or even just a member of the church to be like, yeah, that's my team. We're doing this where maybe we wouldn't yes. in, in in another kind of year.
4: Yes, uh, no, you're absolutely correct. It so, was a blessing all the way around.
0: So uh I, I just want to ask you one last thing, and then I know uh you've got other things that you need to get to, and I seriously, to be able to connect with you and be able to talk about this, tell me what the experience is like. You have this amazing four or uh five star recruit, right? Comes to BYU, you really want him to play there, but you know that he's not gonna be successful. Not that he wouldn't be a great football player for the team, but you know that it's maybe not the right fit for him or, or whatever. Walk me through that. Do you try and just be like, no, let's change his perspective. Or how do you let go of that person that, you know, that this is just not
4: the right fit? Yeah, no, it's a, it's definitely a courtship, you know, and we explain who we are. We don't try to hide it, what we are and try to paint the picture that they could be successful. I love it when they, when a recruit can come into our locker room and see our guys and just interact with our guys and they can say, you know what? They did it. They could do it. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there is, it is a tough course because athletically you know that this guy can, be, can help us win. But they may not be in the mindset right now where they want to do all the extra other stuff that's required to be a BYU football player. And that's okay. I always try to go to it. I don't like to try to cut off kids from the get from high school. These kids are young. They've made mistakes, and they've all grown. They can grow out of it. I was one of those guys, mm-hmm. you know, that made mistakes in high school and did whatever. And if someone cut me off and said, "Hey, you don't belong at BYU," that'd be a that'd be a travesty, you know. And so I always looked. I just want to know. I just want to see their mind. as, are they willing to strive? Is they is there something there that they're that they want to do? That, that they want to live this life? You know, are they willing to take upon that that extra? responsibility of uh, of higher standard of living and if they do, if they show an inkling, like yes, we can do it. I'm in. Yeah. We'll give them every resource. We'll support them and back them and then at the same time they say, you know what? I just want to play ball. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Yeah. So I just want to play ball. Yeah. I respect that decision too, you know, and uh, yeah that's how it is
0: that, that's fun to hear that play out because that seems like the gospel kind of right like we just are you know give a God's like just no give me an inkling I'm with you just give me an inkling that you're gonna walk this path and I'll help you however it may uh, oh, Jason we yeah. ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall uh, this question and I'll ask this of you as we part what is your favorite
4: part of your faith it's fun my faith my faith, the gospel to me is fun and i enjoy going to church i enjoy serving my calling i love the interaction with other people i've i have a blast at church and maybe that's just me i don't know but (laughs) i I, you know i i've been around great leaders i've been on top of the pulpit you know looking out and just having a blast and i love knowing that what i'm doing is right or what i'm trying to do is right and that there are other people that have the same trials and tribulations that I do, that are trying their best and are sitting right there, right along with me, trying to be better, man. And I have a blast. I, I absolutely love the church. I love everything that it stands for. I love the gospel. I love, I, I love being a part of this, uh, part of this faith. It's in, it's in my core. It's who I am, and you know I have a blast with it.
0: Nice. (laughs) uh, I'm going to give you this challenge. Let's make 2021 like 1984, please. Can we just bring the national championship back home? I'm relying not solely on you, but partly on you. So let's get that done. Uh, We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall.
3: Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back
4: row. We really gotta go on the cultural hall show.